0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn around. Shake your neighbor's hand. Tell them God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. What a wonderful spirit of God that we feel in this house here today. Amen. I want to say welcome to all of our guests and visitors. Let's give them a good ARC hand clap of welcome. Amen. So glad to have everyone in the house of God here this afternoon. Hallelujah. As you turn in your Bibles to the Book of Jonah, chapter one and verse seventeen. Hallelujah. Jonah, chapter one, and verse seventeen. And I want to put a reminder of the announcement that this Wednesday night will be our annual business meeting, great opportunity for all of our church members to come, and, uh, and uh, we want to go over the finances of the church and just uh, give everybody uh, some vision and direction of where we're heading and what we're looking towards. So it's going to be a great time, and I know some people, when you start talking about money, they look back to their childhood, and parents are fighting over money. I want to tell you, it's not going to be anything like that. We're going to have a good time. And, uh, and hopefully reset your view about finances. Amen. Jonah chapter 1 and verse 17. And then we're going to continue reading in chapter 2. The Bible says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. And said, I cried by reason of mine affliction to the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I. And thou heardest my voice. For thou hadst cast me into the deep, into the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves compassed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought me up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came unto thee into thy holy temple they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving I will pay that which I have vowed salvation is of the Lord and the Lord spake unto the fish and it vomited Jonah upon dry land It vomited him up on dry land. Chapter 2 and verse 1 simply says, Then Jonah prayed. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. Just surrender. Just surrender. Would you set down your Bibles and lift up your hands as we pray here? Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray all across this house. i pray right now that every individual in this house would just surrender to god just surrender to the voice of god just surrender to the plan and the will of god hallelujah come on somebody let's pray for just a moment hallelujah hallelujah we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor jesus we're trusting you're going to do a mighty work in this house hallelujah somebody clap your hands and give god praise hallelujah amen god bless you you may be seated jesus name i had and have consistently and i always do have A list of things that I feel like God's been working on me and speaking to me about to preach. And so I'm always constantly studying and preparing and putting things together. And when the time is right, uh, I feel to bring it out. Uh, but, But today's a little bit different because every time I wanted to go back to something else, I kept hearing the word surrender, surrender. So that's what I want to preach to us for a little bit about here today. Hiroo Onodo was born on March 19, 1922 in central Japan. In 1942, he joined the Japanese army and he was singled out for special intelligence officer training. He studied guerrilla war- warfare there, philosophy, history, martial arts, propaganda, and other covert operations. It was late december 1944 that he arrived in lubang a strategic island that is 16 miles long and six miles wide on the southwestern approach to manila bay right in there in the philippines his orders were to sabotage harbor installments and an airship uh, airstrip to try and to disrupt the coming american invasion when american forces finally landed On February 28, 1945, the Japanese fled as fast as they could or some were killed. However, Lieutenant Onodo's last orders came in early 1945 and it was to stay and to fight. Loyal to a military code that taught that death was preferable to surrender, he remained behind in Lubang Island when all of the other Japanese forces withdrew in the face of an American invasion. After Japan's official surrender from World War II that September, thousands of Japanese soldiers were scattered across China, Southeast Asia, and the Western Pacific. Many stragglers were captured, went home, and others were hiding. Rather than to surrender or to commit suicide, many of them went down into hiding. Many died of starvation and sickness. A few survivors refused to believe the dropped leaflets and radio announcements saying that the war had been lost and that the war was over. As an intelligence officer trained in guerrilla tactics, Onoda was among those that did not believe that Japan had surrendered. He and three other enlisted men found leaflets. They heard radio announcements proclaiming the war's end, but they believed that it was enemy propaganda. They would not believe that the war was over. Instead of surrendering, they built bamboo huts. They pilfered rice and other food, From a village they killed cows for meat during this time they were tormented by tropical heat rats mosquitoes and all of the other things that come along with living on a remote island they kept their rifles in working order and when they needed to they patched their uniforms up so they could continue to wear them considering themselves to be at war They evaded American and Filipino search parties and attacked islanders that they took to be enemy guerrillas. About 30 in total were killed in skirmishes with the Japanese over the years. One of the enlisted men surrendered to Filipino forces in 1950. Two others were shot dead, one in 1954 and another in 1972. By island police officers that were trying to stop these renegades the last to refuse to surrender was lieutenant Onoda although officially declared dead in 1959 he was found by a young man by the name of Norio Suzuki a student that was doing some research and was searching for him in 1974 the lieutenant rejected mr. Suzuki's pleas for him to go home insisting that he was still awaiting orders. Mr. Suzuki returned with photographs to try and to get Onodo to just go home, to just surrender. When that didn't work, he came back with a Japanese delegation, including the lieutenant's brother and his former commander, to relieve him of duty, his duty formally. Onodo wasted years of his life fighting a war that had been over for 29 years. His refusal to surrender cost him relationships, opportunities, and ultimately it cost him the very best years of his life. Instead of living life to its fullest, he lived as a fugitive and as a vagabond. And after 30 long years of fighting a war that had been over and declared over for 29 years, Onoda finally surrendered. Though this is a great story of endurance and perseverance, I believe that it shines a light on one of our human flaws, something called stubbornness. There is a stubborn resistance to surrender, even when it is at the appropriate time to surrender. Even when we know that the war is long over, that the battle is over, that every factor is telling us it is time to surrender, there is something called stubbornness that rises up in our mind that we choose to refuse to believe that the battle is finished and that the war is over. This concept of stubbornness to surrender has been the cause of many problems in the lives of individuals, even some here today. Stubbornness has caused marriages to end in divorce instead of continuing on in a happy state of compromise. Stubbornness has caused careers to end because one person thought that they were right and that the company was wrong, that other things should change, but they themselves should never have to change. There have been relationships and friendships that have ended because others have refused to surrender themselves to the idea that they are not the only one with an opinion. Stubbornness has caused people's very lives to end because they are too stubborn to listen to the doctors and to the professionals of medicine it has even caused people that we can think about through our life and even through the Bible to lose out with God because they refuse to surrender to the Lord I want to preach to somebody here today about surrendering would you lift up your hands and let's pray all across this building for just a few moments hallelujah I know it's in our nature To be stubborn. I want you to know that's the very thing that's got some people through and made it this far. But there comes a moment where stubbornness has to be set aside. And and opinions have to be set aside. And other things have to be set aside. And we've got to come to a place where we say, God, I just want to surrender. I just want to say yes. Hallelujah. It is in our text that we see this very fact coming to pass. For many, the story of Jonah. And it's good that we have all our Sunday school students in here today because it is a Sunday school favorite. They like to draw the boats. They like to draw the whale uh, that Jonah got ate by, the great fish. But there are some principles in the story of Jonah that go a lot deeper than a Sunday school story. In our text, we see that Jonah has been called of God to go 500 miles to a place called Nineveh. His job and his calling was to preach to the lost and dying of humanity in the great and wicked city of Nineveh. God was trying to get a man of God. God was trying to get a church of God, a people of God, to get up from where they are to go 500 miles and tell somebody how to be saved. And I just tell you here on the outset of this, it's not part of my notes, but church, it shouldn't take a whole lot of work from God to get us to get up from our position and to go find somebody that needs Him. (laughs) Hallelujah. In fact, One of the major themes throughout the entire book of Jonah. It's the only book in the Bible that ends with a question. And God is asking, uh, should I not save this city? Uh, Amen. I want to tell you it's a question that every church member has got to answer. Uh, Amen. Is our world worth saving? Uh, And it should have a resounding yes. uh, That there are lives worth saving. Uh, There are families worth saving. Uh, There are neighborhoods worth saving. Uh, There are people. I wish I had somebody to preach with me here this afternoon. Come on. You were worth saving. Your family was worth saving. And your neighborhood is worth saving. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. It's here that Jonah has made the decision to refuse a 500-mile journey. The Bible says that instead Jonah paid the fare. To go to a place by the name of Tarshish. Amen. His refusal to surrender to the Lord led him to pay the fare to go somewhere else. I want to just help somebody here today. If you just surrender to God, he's going to pay your way that ticket was already purchased god already had made a way but when it came to Do- to jonah deciding to go the opposite direction he had to pull the money out of his own pocket he had to pay the o- his own fare i want to tell somebody here today that if you just surrender to god it's going to make things a whole lot easier but it is there he rises up the bible says he arose And the reason he arose was to flee from the Lord. There was some stubbornness inside of Jonah that thought that he could run from a God that is everywhere that is all-knowing amen there's a God that is omnipresent amen he's everywhere at once and not spread thin Uh, amen God can be amen the Bible says of David though I make my bed in hell thou art with me Uh, I want to tell somebody that refuses uh, to just surrender that you cannot run from God hallelujah You can't hide from God. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly why you are. And he knows exactly what you are. And God's going to get and God's going to find you. Somebody clap your hands and give him praise. But it is here that Jonah decides to rise up and flee from the Lord. This stubbornness and refusal to surrender to the Lord. The Bible would let us know that he goes to a place by the name of Tarshish. That is 2,500 miles in the opposite direction from Nineveh. There are some people that would rather take the long route and the hard route They'd rather, instead of going 500 miles, they'd rather go 2,500 miles uh, to try and flee from the Lord. When we refuse to surrender our lives to God, uh, the only person that's hurting is you and I. Uh, when we refuse to surrender to the plan of God and the will of God, there's only one person that's going to be hurt, and that's uh, the person you look at in the mirror every day. Uh, it becomes a harder route. Uh, it becomes a longer route out my bible would tell me that the way of a transgressor is hard it's not very hard for somebody to surrender and say god i'll do what you want god i'll go where you want but it's difficult for somebody to go the opposite direction for somebody to say no God I will not surrender I will run from you I will run from your plan I will get up and try to flee from the Lord would you lift up your hands for just a moment Come on, I came to help somebody here today. The reason things have been so tough and the road seems so long, it's not because God hates you. It's because God loves you, but you made some decisions that have taken you a detour. God never intended for you to take. Your road's been long and your road's been hard because of decisions. Would somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray for just a few moments. I didn't come to preach for a long time. I only got a little bit left, but I came to help somebody. You don't have to go the opposite direction. You don't have to try to take the long route. You can take the shortcut called obeying God and surrender. It's a shortcut called surrender. You can say yes to God, and it changes everything. I just want to talk about this for a moment. It's not in my notes. But there's a lot of people that would say, my, my journey has been long. It's been hard. And, and, and those are the very same people that want to say, well, it's God's fault. Let me help you here today. Amen. You never, 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 never want to blame God. Amen. Some people say, well, why there's so much wickedness in the world? I want to tell you why. Because God gave you a choice. And God gave the person next to you a choice and the next person a choice. And there's hard journeys and there's long journeys, but they get even longer when we start taking extra detours and we start saying no to God and we refuse to surrender. It doesn't make life easier, it makes life harder. It's not God's fault, it's people's decisions. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I've dealt with a lot of people, and I want to tell you straight and, and forward, I'm tired of people blaming God for their bad decisions. Well, things wouldn't be that hard if I just, you know, if God would have just came through. i tell you, things wouldn't be that difficult if you would have just surrendered to God and said, God, I don't like the way you're taking me. I don't like the road. But yes, there are people that say, you know what, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to surrender to God. I don't, I don't want to. There's people like Pharaoh. The Bible says over and over and over again that, that God said, I, w- I, would, I want to get you out of Egypt, but I know that Pharaoh will not let you go for a mighty hand. Uh, Pharaoh's going to refuse because he's stubborn, uh, because he just will not surrender. And time after time, the Bible says that Pharaoh hardened his heart, uh, and he would not surrender to God and there came a point where the Bible says the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. He had made enough decisions that said, I will not surrender, that finally God said, okay, if you won't surrender, then go ahead and live life the way you want to live and do things the way you want to do them. I want to tell you, I never want to get to the point where God lets me have what I want, where where my stubbornness takes over and God says, I won't, in, I won't impose myself upon you. I won't make you do anything. I want to tell you, it was that same Pharaoh that refused to let them go so much that when his stubbornness, he was sitting in his castle after losing everything, started running down to the Red Sea and said, I'm going to get them back. I'm going to get them back. And it was that same Pharaoh that drowned with all the chariots. I want to tell somebody here under the Holy Ghost that that, that being stubborn and refusing to surrender God is not going to end well. It's best to just say, God, I'll do it. Let's pray for just a moment. Let's pray for just a moment come on there's there's some people that you're not a Pharaoh yet God's still working on you if you're in this house you're proof God's still working on you. if you're not six feet under, you're still a Jonah, God's still working on you come on you might be running Jonah but God's still working on you come on, you're not a Pharaoh there's an opportunity. Pharaoh's the end result of somebody that gets so stubborn they will not surrender. But I've met most people are in the Jonah life where they make a detour and they say, I, I don't want to surrender right now. Right now is not a good time. I'm in the prime of my life. I've got other plans for my world. I don't really want to surrender. But it is here that he takes the opposite route But I want to say thank you, Jesus, for your loving kindness and your mercy that does not give up on anybody. Jonah was stubborn, and Jonah didn't want to surrender to God and surrender to God's plan and surrender to God's will. But God wanted Jonah to surrender because he knew that if I can get Jonah on position, it's going to be better for Jonah and better for Nineveh. And it was there, he hopped on that boat, paid the cost, paid the fare. Amen. When you run from God, you're going to have to pay for it. I promise you. There's going to be moments you got to pay for it. But I want to tell you about the mercy of God. That even when you made the payment, even when you decided to go the other direction, my Bible tells me that when he got on that boat and he started heading toward Tarshish, that God sent a tempestuous wind and a great and mighty storm. I want to tell you here today, I want to say it publicly. I thank God for everything that ever went wrong in my life that got me right let me say that again. I thank God for everything that ever went wrong that got me right. I thank God for every storm. I thank God for every trial that when I would have slipped, when I would have fell, it got me back on the right track. Can I tell somebody you got to thank God for everything if you're standing in this house. You got to thank God for the hard times. You got to thank God for the broke times. You got to thank God for the sick times. If it brought you back to church, if it brought you back to surrender if it brought you oh somebody magnify him come on thank him right now for every trial every trouble every hard time every storm every tempestuous wind every wave oh would somebody just lift up their hands and magnify him Come on, Jonah, if it wasn't for that wind, if it wasn't for that wave, you'd have never made it to the plan of God. You'd have never made it to a place of surrender. I thank God for everything that ever went wrong, every storm, every trial, every trouble, because it's those very things that cause us to come to a place of surrender. I want to help somebody. It doesn't have to be that way. There doesn't have to be a win. There doesn't have to be a wave. There doesn't have to be a storm. There doesn't have to be broke times. There doesn't have to be sickness. There doesn't have to be trouble. But when we make the decision, I refuse and I'm too stubborn and I'm going to keep fighting a war that God won a long time ago. Amen. There is no more battle. There is no more fight. God says, I got to do everything in my power. I won't change your will, but I'm going to put you in a position where you make a good decision. God loves you and I so much he'll put us in hard times uh, trying to help us uh, make the right choice uh, trying to help us uh, make the right decision Uh, i want to help somebody Uh, you gotta let god uh, help you out somebody lift up your hands just surrender just surrender just surrender there doesn't have to be hard times doesn't have to be struggles just surrender hallelujah Come on, let's pray all across this building. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's stand all across the building and lift up our hands. I got more I could preach, but I just want to help somebody. Just surrender. Just say yes to God. Just say, okay, uh, I'm done running, I'm done fighting, whatever you want. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Come on, there's people in this house, you know God's been trying to speak to you. God's been waking you up. God's been reaching for you in the midnight hour when no one else is around. Tears are streaming on your face. I want to tell you, God's trying to talk to you. God's trying to work with you. He's just saying simply surrender and say yes. This wind starts getting all boisterous. You know what Jonah does? He goes down to the bottom of the ship and takes a nap. Yeah. Because people that are stubborn, everyone, I'm talking about the sailors, they do this for a living. They're freaking out. Anybody ever had a freak out moment? Hallelujah. They're freaking out. What's going on? We're going to die. They started praying to every god they'd ever heard of. I bet it's in your Bible. They said, oh, they started asking each other, who's your God? Who's your, I want to tell you that even when people refuse to surrender, you are surrounded by people that are quick to surrender. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, Jonah. Your purpose is to reach the world. If you surrender, there's other people. And they're saying, I. Who's your God? I, I got to figure out. They start, they start Hail Mary roses and rose beads and all these other things. And they're, they're praying and they're, they're doing everything. And they're, they're doing all their superstitious thing, knocking on wood and, and all these things. And they are freaking out. And Jonah goes and takes a nap. I'm preaching to some people in this house. I, I, I know that you don't want to admit it, but those, those very good qualities you do have. Huh? There's some negative ones there too called stubbornness. It says, I'll nap when everybody's crying. I'll nap when everybody else is worried. I'll just medicate. Can I help you? Medication is not surrender. Taking a nap is not surrender. Getting on Tinder is not surrender. Getting, come on, somebody. Sliding in DMs is not surrender. What is surrender is simply saying, God, I'm done running. I'm done fighting. Yes. They wake him up as nothing else could, people surrounding him woke him up. I know young men and young ladies that have been off at parties for the Jonathan. Should have been on a pew. Should have been at church. And it was their friends. Oh, hallelujah. I know a young man. I, I'm thinking of him right now. A young man who went off to a party, got in a car, and that car got in a wreck, and it was his friend dying. I'm gonna help somebody. It was his friend that was already never been to church, did not know the joy of the Holy Ghost, that died in that car wreck, Brother Dane. And it was that very thing that shook him out of his sleep. And it was that very thing that got him back to the house of God. I don't want, I don't want to have to go through moments like that for God to shake me. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. I don't want to go through moments like that where this world has to shake me up, where my friends have to shake me up, where everybody else around me has to shake me up. I just want to say yes. Come on, let's pray all across the building. Come on, let's pray. Come on, somebody needs to wake up somebody needs to wake up come on all this mess surrounding you is coming down to a simple decision will you surrender to God or not will you fight a battle that's already been over will you fight a war that God already finished or will you surrender somebody pray somebody pray in the name of Jesus come on somebody pray Somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Just surrender. Just surrender. Just say yes, God. Whatever you want. Just say yes to Jesus. Just say yes, God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll be what you want me to be. Those passengers and those sailors woke him up. And they threw him overboard. And he just figured, I'm just going to drown here. So stubborn. Would rather die than just surrender. But God in His goodness and His mercy... The Bible says God, God prepared a great fish. I want to tell you that while you are running and while you are refusing to surrender, God is preparing some mercy for you. God is preparing something to save you. When we are out doing our very worst, God is preparing our salvation. And that fish swallowed him and began to swim down deep. Seaweed got all around him. He was there in the stomach acid. It was gross. It was uncomfortable. It was dark. It was cold. And as they got deeper and deeper and deeper, there was more and more pressure. I'm preaching to people right now that feel so much pressure. I want to tell you where that pressure is coming from, God's mercy. Uh, the pressure's not coming because God don't love you. God's putting pressure on your life because He loves you and He wants to save you. And it's that very pressure that at that moment the Bible says uh, in our opening text uh, that at that point then Jonah prayed. What's it going to take for somebody to surrender in this house? What kind of cold, dark nights, hard times, trials, storms, winds? What kind of vicious belly is it going to take for somebody to just say, God, I surrender? Would you lift up your hands and let's pray. I'm done preaching. Come on, would you lift up your voice? Then Jonah prayed. Then Jonah prayed. One act of surrender got him 2,500 miles in the right direction. He was spit out on the shores of Nineveh. One act of surrender here today is going to turn your life around. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and pray? Come on, I just came to preach a simple message to somebody. Just surrender. Just surrender. Well, preacher, you don't know what I got going on right now. I've got a lot of other things I'd rather do. Just surrender. Surrender. Well, I don't really feel like it right now. I've got, I just don't really know if I'm ready to commit myself. Just surrender. I promise you life is going to turn around. One act of surrender got him in Nineveh's shores. One act of surrender. God said, I prepared your mercy and I prepared the ship to take you to the will of God. Just one act of surrender got him back in the will of God. One act of repentance one act of saying god i need your help just one act of saying lord uh, you can take over just one yes was all it took come on let's pray all across this house somebody pray come on well i don't understand all this that's all right just surrender well i don't know what's going on that's all right just surrender i don't like it just surrender I don't know what the future holds. Just make a decision to surrender today. Let's pray in the name of Jesus.